Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey, will teach you everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Now, here's your host, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio. Lance is carousing the states. He was at Graceland the last time I seen it. Yeah, I got a picture of uh, Elvis's 45. Yeah, and then he sent me a picture of Elvis on a pink T-shirt. Want to know if I wanted it. I said, no, I don't want that. I need a car shirt, so go find me a car shirt. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Gun Range San Diego, 70. 853 Balboa Avenue, seven days a week. Trust me, amazing. Anybody that's ever wanted to learn about guns or knows about guns and wants to know more, you need to go to the Gun Range San Diego. That's the Gun Range San Diego. I call it the Nordstrom's of gun ranges. You go there and tell me what you think. Michael Schwartz and I are in the house. Very special guest, Gina Roberts, came in with us. Hello. So Gina's going to keep you straight and legal. That's exactly right. Boy, that's a full-time job. Long-time friend, friend of the show, San Diego County Gun Owners founding board member, president of the Log Cabin Republicans, and front sight instructor and all-around great gal. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, you'll get a bill. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. So how was that week of freedom, Gina? Did you did you buy uh, did you buy some mags, or what, what did you do to celebrate our week of well, freedom? Well, I, I, I actually drove out of state and picked up all my mags that I would shipped out of state to you know keep them legal, so... Oh, you now, so you can bring them all back? I could bring them all back, and now I have uh, all my uh, standard capacity magazines that all my guns so really you had needed. A, you had them stored out of state? Yeah, of course. And then brought them back. Of nice. Course. Yeah, it was. Uh, it gave me a good excuse to run over to another state. For, I could just, you know, I just have this vision of you, like, crossing the border and, like, like, like splitting, you know, the waters, <laughs> you know, and, and, and leading them to the, to the promised land here in California. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a remarkable, a remarkable week, especially in the uh, whole world. The whole um, gun rights world was just the gentleman, the judge did an amazing job on that. Judge uh, Benitez. Thing. And uh, he, uh, you know, he protected, he gave us an opportunity and protected our opportunity and uh, made uh, I think made history as far as I'm concerned. It did. And for those who, uh, just to bring up speed on what yeah. we're talking about. What John, are you talking about? <laughs> John Dillon's going to talk. He's going to get deep into the legalities of it in the next segment. But for one week, all the magazine laws in California were were gone. They were null and void. Forget it. So you could have normal capacity magazines that carried Why was that? Time. Well, there was How a, did that come about? Good question. So there was a lawsuit uh, and the defendant, uh, uh, Virginia Duncan, actually is from- One of our buddies. One of our buddies here from San Diego. <laughs> She uh, was the plaintiff um, in a uh, against Prop sixty three. Prop sixty three made uh, when it when it passed made normal capacity magazines illegal to possess. Mm-hmm. So they were already illegal to import. They were illegal to buy and sell in California, and this actually made them illegal to possess. So this is you know something that you acquired legally, you're using legally, but just the the mere possession of it was mm-hmm. illegal. So they took them to court. Um, they put an injunction on it. Judge Benitez put an injunction on it, uh, on the possession part. And then he actually came out with a decision, uh, released it on a Friday, a couple Fridays ago, 
uh, before a three-day weekend, Cesar Chavez Day, so the, the state couldn't respond on Monday, the courts couldn't respond on Monday, um, basically saying not only is the possession legal, mm-hmm. but the entire, all magazine laws are, are uh, unconstitutional. Whoa. So what happened was, as a result, is uh, all the... Uh, everybody went shopping. Everybody went shopping. All the gun shops got enormous shipments, overnighted. There were lines. We went to Gunfighter Tactical. Uh, they invited us to set up a booth on, I think it was Tuesday, and there was a line out the door, around the building. Well, and, and tell that story. Cause we, you told me that coming up in the elevator about how you've been signing up San Diego County gun owners, which everybody should do for a little $10 bill a month. But yeah, and how many have you so, gotten? So in the month, so we sat there all day and signed folks up, and it, it was awesome. It was really great. And then we did it again yesterday. Um, but in the month of March, we signed up forty-seven new members, which is about an average month for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, More than one a day. Yeah, so we're six days into April, and we've signed up forty-three new members. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been it's it's great because it, it gives people. This has given people kind of hope, and it's gotten them motivated. Said, yeah, we can do something. Good things can happen. There, that's a lot there. of talking. Yeah. A lot of talking because everybody has what eight million questions. Right, so this and this is normal capacity. Normal capacity for a Glock, Gina, is uh, it depends on which one, but seventeen or nineteen, and um, then you can buy the big ones for thirty-one. Oh, but, that uh, must be the one John Wayne used to use because he <laughs> never ever never ran, ran out of ammo. ammo. Never I've never seen a six-shooter. That was shooter. the world's longest lever-action tubular <laughs> magazine. <laughs> yes, indeed. Normal capacity for an AR is thirty rounds. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's the bulk as people were buying ARs. And, and yeah. mag. I don't know what else were they buying. Do you think? Uh, well, they any you know, magazine. <laughs> yeah, all the huge magazines, the hundred rounders, the sixty rounders. Uh, they most uh, most of the shops got a bunch of those in. Um, you know, and the honorable thing, most of the shops sold them for retail. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't bump them, them up. up. No, there there was a you know a misconception or miscommunication on one of them where one guy was. Charging more, but he was actually express mailing them. So uh, he just had you deal. pay yeah. for the for the freight. Right. So it was um, everybody, and and that was cleared up too. It was just it was like the whole community just pulled together at the same time. There was no yeah. no pushing, no shoving. Yeah. Oh it yeah. was it, nothing like uh, how do you say Black Friday at Walmart? Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, this was even better than Black Friday at sure. Walmart. <laughs> well, it's amazed how polite armed people are. <laughs> well, they always have been. You know, it's the criminals that are not polite. There was one. So every time the UPS dr- uh, truck drove by, people are looking out the window. <laughs> so finally, the uh, the, uh, the mailman walked in. To this is at Gunfighter Tactical, and there were I, I don't even know hundreds of people that went through there, and there were at least a hundred people in line at any one time. So the postman walks in. And he's carrying stuff, you know, and everybody's looking and looking. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And all he had was a bunch of, like, catalogs and magazines, stuff like that. (laughs) And someone finally said, wrong kind of magazines. Everybody started laughing. But it was, (laughs) that's it was, yeah, it really was just a great, uh, it was a great feeling. It was really nice. It was nice seeing everybody so happy. And and, uh, so what was the general consensus of all the people that you talked to? Happy to to see this happen? General consensus was, well, why has this been illegal forever? And the fact that it had been, the, the judgment was so perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, he just said, it's wrong. It's unconstitutional. It's gone for whatever period of time that, that this, you know. Now, was this stayed. judge, do you know if he was a gun enthusiast or was he just looking at it from a legal point of view? As far as I'm concerned, it was just a pure legal point of view. Yeah. He, lo- he read the Heller decision. He read the Second Amendment. And he said, 
and he had he listed like six of the most horrible cases where uh, civilians actually had to ran out of ammunition and suffered tremendously because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they ran. Oh, it's ten rounds. Oh no, I'm out of ammo, and yeah. the bad guys don't follow rules so they had you know the big ones they had big ones and they had other issues he really did look at this from like every angle if you i mean it was an 80 page decision yeah it was a brilliant i read every sec every i was like it was like reading a novel going (laughs) yes yes (laughs) (laughs) this guy gets it and uh you know and and it was just fantastic and and then the, the way that he countered it when when our lovely wonderful uh state attorney general you know filed to appeal it I mean, first of all, I kind of took an extra day to find it and get it. And then he said, okay, all right, Wilson, if I stay my own decision, the Second or the Ninth Circuit can't mess with that order. Oh. So what he did was he kept that, you know, that one-week window mm-hmm. totally legal. Right. So he made it to where, okay, uh, we'll stay the, the, the uh, um, uh, you know, part of it. But uh, it's all st- basically. If you bought in the last week, um, you're good to go. Yep. How many How many magazines do you think they sold? Over a million. Well over a million. It's actually, but <laughs> by, by the end of the first weekend, there was a million. So it was probably well over two million. So the anti gun people had just got to be flipping. <laughs> it was hundreds of thousands of people uh, selling over two million magazines, which is crazy. And I got to tell you, the one this is all wonderful, and and this is reason to celebrate, and everybody should have a smile on their face. But it, it, it amazed me. Yeah, it's amazing how organized people get when they're getting something. Mm-hmm. You, you know what yeah. I mean? So, oh, okay. All of a sudden, everybody shows up at a gun shop. Imagine if all these people had showed up to sign the veto gun Mageddon thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then we wouldn't probably wouldn't even have to be dealing with this right now. So right. we. So you know, I think estimates I saw were uh, six, seven hundred thousand. People bought magazines, right. but we couldn't even get four hundred thousand people to sign, to sign the veto gun Mageddon yeah. thing. You know, we couldn't find them. We, yeah. Well, that's just it. But see, if you guys yeah. were smart, giving away something, you know, then they'll come running in and do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's something. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We got John Dillon in the wings, and I can hear him gnawing his teeth as we speak. <laughs> he's probably he's, mad at me. Well, he never has good news. <laughs> that's little Mister Grinch. That's his new name. I'm going to call him Grinch until we come up with good news. Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are, excuse me, the answer. And up next, John Dillon. He is our gun laws. He is the gun law guy in California. Uh, but before we do that, we've got to talk about, hey, folks, have you been dragging your feet making your AR rifle California legal in recognition of the new gun laws? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all those horrible California gun laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you could afford with Cali Key. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. And what are you going to do if you ever get arrested and you've got a gun, a taser, 
pepper spray. What would you do? Who's going to take care of the bail? Who's going to help get you out of jail? Well, for less than $10 a month, Firearms Legal Protection can do all that for you. Go to firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. And for 10 bucks, you get 24-hour a day, 7-day a week, 365 days of protection. And if you do get into that situation, you very easily could get John Dillon as your lawyer. John Dillon is from Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. Go to cafirearmslaw.com, cafirearmslaw.com, or you can call John direct at 760-431-9501. That's 760-431-9501. Call him anytime you want, 24 hours a day, except between the hours of 4 and 5. Well, that's when he's on Gun Sports Radio. That's because he's on Gun Sports Radio. Real quick, too. Callie Key just sent me a message today saying they're donating an AR-15 painted <sighs> in distressed multicam for Gun Prom. So if you're not, oh. if you haven't gotten your tickets for Gun Prom yet, go to GunProm.com. Uh, Callie Key. How much, the, how much are the tickets? $150 a seat. Uh, goes to a great cause, which is San Diego County Gun Owners. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Dillon, how are you today, sir? I am good. How about you guys? Yay. Just living the dream. <laughs> Well, you know, California, uh, what is it called? Been called California Freedom Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, did you I make any you purchases? Yeah, John? what'd you buy? Your wife's not listening. What'd you buy? Oh, I'm not confirming or denying it. Ah, that's a typical <laughs> lawyer. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, obviously this uh, this was a, uh, an interesting uh, week we had in California, and uh, for what was it? Uh, almost seven days. We had high fa- or what California State considers high capacity magazines were legal. Uh, and yes, uh, I, I was listening in a little bit uh, before uh, coming on here, and I too witnessed people uh, in their buying frenzy, buying all sorts of fun little toys. And uh, I think that uh, people are going to have a. a have probably had a great weekend this weekend uh, using all their stuff. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Are you kidding? It's like Christmas. <laughs> it, it, it truly was. Um, and, and I do, one of the things that uh, I will comment on that you guys talked about already is how the, the gun community really did come together for once uh, in order to, to do this and to, you know, make these, uh, products available to everyone in California. I- I'll tell you, there were multiple companies, uh, you know, Gun Mag Warehouse is one of them that I-, I saw who literally put a notice out that they were suspending processing orders for the rest of the country until they could finish the California stuff in order to get the the California products out in the mail on time. I thought that was amazing, uh, so too. Like that kind of stuff is amazing that everyone would do it, would do that, and I, I truly wish, like you guys, that our gun community would do that uh, when it came to opposing various laws that come into the books and uh, working together uh, to to fight the you know truly the infringements on on our rights that continually happen in California. Well, do you think uh, this? Do you think this might have been the push we needed? I mean, I think it's. I mean, really, don't you think this could be? I, I, it I could, think it's step one in my. Opinion. Yeah, it's that now. The awareness is out because let's face it, 
Nobody nobody just came in there, bought their magazines, and walked away. Nobody came in and said, here, let me sign up. For-. You guys talked and talked and talked and talked and talked to a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Don't you think, John? Yeah, yeah and, you know, it, it could have. You know, people got a taste of what it's what it is to be normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in every other state that doesn't have a magazine ban, uh, you know, they didn't have, you know, people don't understand the, you know, the limits that we have here. And I think people for the last 20 years have gotten comfortable and they don't understand uh, that, oh, you know, this isn't normal to be limited to 10 rounds. Mm. Uh, and this week, I think they got a taste of what it is to be in a, in a normal state. Uh, so hopefully people start paying attention a little bit more now. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. So, John, I'm getting a lot, a lot, a lot of questions, uh, some that uh, yeah. it, 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 we've been abnormal for so long that uh, I think a lot of people think they're kind of trivial. But then you realize there are gun owners out there that have been gun owners for 10 or 15 years who've never had a normal capacity magazine. So it's kind of they're, oh, yeah. in, a, they're in a whole different world. So if you don't mind, can we navigate some of the waters a little bit? What can and can't people do now that they own normal capacity magazines? If you have a magazine that you acquired uh, in the last week and it's over 10 rounds, what can you do? What can't you do with it? All right. So the biggest cautions that people really have to pay attention to uh, is the crossover with the assault weapon laws in California. Uh, With, you know, rifles and even uh, pistols that have fixed magazines, so... uh, all the new various products that are out uh, that require the disassembly of the firearm action in order to, you know, change the magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which is considered a fixed magazine under California law. Uh, people use those so they didn't have to register their guns as an assault weapon. If you took a uh, high-capacity magazine, anything over 10 rounds, and you put it in one of those, you know, rifles or pistols, it is now considered an assault weapon even though you have a fixed magazine. So do not put the you know standard capacity, high capacity magazines in your fixed magazine uh, rifles or AR pistols. Fe- fe- um, featureless yeah. ARs, you can. Featureless yeah. ARs, you're allowed to have a normal capacity magazine. But if you yeah, have an A... Yeah, make sure it really is featureless. There, I've already had to deal with a number of times people getting in trouble because they did two out of the three or they almost had a featureless rifle. Yep. Really make sure you're featureless. <laughs> it truly has no features. But if you have an AR that you maybe used to be a bullet button AR, now it's got a, um, you know, like the uh, a cross. Fixed mag yeah, fixed fix- magazine, like a cross armory or right. or whatever solution you picked. Um, uh, make sure that you don't put uh, a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds in that because then automatically it becomes an assault weapon, correct? Yeah, and. The, the scary part about that, if you're sticking a magazine into one of these fixed mag rifles, um, it, it, there's multiple potential charges there. One of it, which could be manufacturing an assault weapon. The other is possession of an assault weapon. Um, because by putting a magazine in that rifle, you've now made an assault weapon. Um, and, and I've seen that uh, charge be put on people by, you know, messing up with, high-capacity magazine, so you really got to be careful with that. Let's do a little... Uh, let's yeah, do a, it's let's, ridiculous. 
but let's do a little bit of let's try to get let's do a little lightning round here so we can get as much information out as we can if you have a normal capacity magazine in california and you acquired it last week and it's legal and you go out of state with that normal capacity magazine can you bring that normal capacity magazine back into california yeah that's uh, a little bit of a gray area. Uh, to, to be quite honest, I would want to look at the penal code sections again before I gave an opinion on that. I'd be happy to follow up next week, though, uh, with an answer okay. uh, to that question. How about if you drive really fast? <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to work. That, that, that one's an issue, uh, an odd one, because you, you have multiple penal code references that kind of cross over with each other. Okay. Uh, and you know, are you really importing when you you know took it out of the state and it's still yours and you bring it back? Okay, so there's, we'll there's we'll, stuff. we'll put that one on hold. If you have a normal capacity magazine in your carry gun, can you? Is that okay? Yeah, there's no law against having a normal capacity magazine and carry gun. However, uh, you may want to check with your issuing agency because each county is in charge of their uh, you know the, the carry guns and the carry permits. Uh, they may have their own policy against it. It'd be a good idea to ask. There's no policy in San Diego. I already checked. Um, so there you go. if you, you can, <laughs> if if you go to the range, uh, an indoor range, an outdoor range, uh, can you use a normal capacity magazine? Yes. If you go to if you go to like if you're on BLM land, if you're on federal land. And you go shooting like at Pink Gate or Donahoe Flats or wherever. Can you use a normal capacity magazine? Yep, as long as you're not using it in a potential assault weapon. Great, and you can transport normal capacity magazines just like uh, uh, the ten rounders, right? I mean, there's no restrictions on transporting it in the state of California from place to place. Yeah, don't make sure you're not transporting with any ammunition in the magazine. Make sure it's empty, but there's no additional restrictions on. Uh, you know, high capacity magazine transportation. Good. Awesome. So those are a lot of the questions I was getting over the last week. And I, you know, like I said, you kind of forget, gosh, we've been like this for so long that, you know, people well, yeah, well, don't remember what it was like. Yeah. Multiple people came up to me and said, like, I know what I'm doing is legal. I looked at the order. I looked at everything. I know that I, what I just did is legal, but I'm still terrified. I'm going to go hide this under my bed. I would <laughs> too. We've been conditioned you think yeah. that what you're doing is wrong when in fact you're buying a piece of plastic yeah isn't that the truth all right john thank you very much for coming on that was awesome you got haha you got homework so you <laughs> yes, got it i do yeah so you I'll, I'll get you a good answer on that that one's an issue all right so we got to figure all right folks hopefully you never need john but if you do it's cafirearmslaw.com cafirearmslaw.com or call him direct at 760 9505 and he'll do everything humanly possible to keep you and your family out of trouble and if you get firearmslegal.com you could get him as your lawyer so how cool is that thanks buddy have a good one all right bye guys all right we're going to take a small break we come back a whole lot more right here on gun sports radio fm 96 1 am 1170 the answer
right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. We are the answer. Hey, you folks, have you been dragging your feet making your AR rifle California legal in recognition of the new gun laws? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you are buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all those horrible California gun laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, hey, this segment is brought to you by the good folks at the Gun Range San Diego. That's the Gun Range San Diego, located at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Open seven days a week, 10 to 10. Go to www.thegunrangesandiego.com, and you will be blown away. It is a Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. Another table sponsor at Gun Prom. Yes, indeedy. We got our good buddy Casey on the line. What's up, brother? Uh, you know, just living the dream out here in sunny San Diego. I hear you. Yeah. We had the we had the ammo sale. We we're gonna do the ammo sale today or yesterday and today. But yesterday we sold over a hundred thousand rounds of nine mil and we are out. So we <laughs> hate it when that happens. Don't right? you hate that? I <laughs> saw I saw the ad, the this is not a misprint ad. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, we sold a thousand round cases for one seventy four, and uh, yeah, we had people. We had people like we we open up the shop. We'll get we'll show up around nine thirty, open the gate, and there's already a line at the gate for us to just open. Like, oh wow. man, this day is going to be fun. So yeah, before we even opened up, we had about thirty or forty people lined up alongside the building, and <laughs> so it was busy. So did you get in the magazine party last week? Uh, you know, I, I got some things on there, but it was it was chaos. You know, like everybody just gambling <laughs> yeah. right, like buy, buy, buy. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just me. I'm kind of a realist when it came to it, so we waited. Same thing, you know, it was, it was up to the owners, uh, attorney, legal team, whatnot. You know, especially we knew that stay was going to come in, and we just didn't know when. So mm. the last thing we wanted to do, you know, be out there selling and then yeah. find out, oh, they put the stay in a couple hours, and now we're kind of in trouble. Yeah. We, we held off on it. We have our order ready still, so, you know, we'll wait how this injunction and everything goes through. But, you know, everybody else got their mags. We just we kind of took a step back. And, you know, some people got kind of heated at it, and then I'd explain to them, you know, the context of it, and they'd understand, you know, from a business standpoint. But Well, yeah, you yeah, don't want to so, sell them something that two days later or two hours later they can't use. Exactly, you know, and that's what we're waiting on. You know, if we order a thousand mags in and then it gets overturned for good, well, I'm sitting on a thousand mags that you know, yeah, I can only sell the LE. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, it was a you know, pretty much how we start using the phone. We're like, hey, you know, Gunnery San Diego. No, we're not selling high capacity mags. How can I help you? Pretty yeah. much every time, I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. And all day, every day, it was great. Wow. You know, people actually, people are still calling to ask if they can buy them. We're like, oh, no, the the stay went in, so that's a no no. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the past few days have been great because everybody has been using their high capacity mags and they're having fun with it. But that range is getting very loud when you have you know four or five ARs just all in unison. Bang, 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 bang. You know, it's like it'll be like a full three minutes straight of just gunshots going off, and I'm sitting there trying to instruct some people, help them out. I'm just can't talk because they can't hear me. But it's great. It, it sounds it's just such a beautiful sound in here. 
I was going to say the, the sound of freedom. The sound of freedom. That's Absolutely. exactly right. Yeah, the first the first day, this guy he got one of those uh, the uh, six round mag pulls, and he was just in there. He's like, "Can I let it rip?" I was like, "You can do a couple rounds fast, but that's it." Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just yeah. let it go on there and stuff, but it's fun, you know. A lot of people are doing good, but he wanted you know, to melt the barrel. That's what he wanted to do. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, "Can I let it rip?" And I was like, "See, as much as I want to say yes." I can't because I got a lot of new shooters in here. It's kind of like monkey You'll scare monkey. the snot out of them. Well, it's not only that, you know, like this guy, he, he knew how to shoot. He had good groupings and whatnot. So he could, you know, he knows how to shoot, but then I have other shooters yeah. that are not as experienced. Hey, so he's like, doing it. Can I do it? Hey, he's doing yeah, it. And, and then there's a couple holes in my ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went out yeah, and bought a, I, I, I went out and bought a 60 round, uh, drum. That was the only thing mm-hmm. I, I still have 30 round mags from, uh, pre-band so they're over 20 yeah. years old or about 20 years old now and uh i decided so i didn't really think i had anything on my list and i have uh my glock bags are normal capacity from the 90s but uh i, I was seduced by a 60 round drum you know, and, yeah, and somebody was making fun of me he, he said 60 rounds that's two magazines i mean how long does it take you to change a magazine and i said it takes me this long shut up <laughs> yeah. give me my drum you know, that's how long i want i'm gonna get one of those eventually down the road you know when this gets overturned again hopefully but that's the only one that I wanted was that drum, just because. <laughs> just because. There's no practicality behind it. It's just just because. I want one. I <laughs> wanted to have it. I want to have that fun thing on my gun. I want it. It's not a need. It's definitely a want, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty fun. You know, we get a lot of questions about people, and I was listening earlier, you know, because I was still, me personally, and a couple of us, were still kind of hazy about it. You know, like, okay, yes, we bought these. Can we still legally use them? Or is it like last time where, like, Yes, you can own them, but you're not supposed to use them kind of greater. Right. At least you've got clarifications now, you know. So, yeah, it's always good to understand and, you know, wade mm. through the political mess of what it is. But, but yeah, it's getting pretty good in here. You know, I just want to reiterate about, you know, our range safety. I'm always talking about technical tips and whatnot. Just bringing up in things like, you know, we have a lot of people that come in here and we want them to have a great time, mm-hmm. but if people don't listen to our rules, we will remove them from the range for safety issues. I had an uh, incident the other night where the guy, closer to the end of the night, and he had his wife and his daughter in there, and they were shooting great. He was teaching them everything, you know, weapon safety, handling. I was like, you know, I got to bother them. They're doing great. End of the night, he puts the target at one yard and one arms with his AR, not even looking at the target, just boom, pull the trigger. I was like, what are you doing, man? You know, I had to get on his case about it. Like, that's it's not allowed in our range. It's unacceptable. That's just dangerous. Shooting your AR one-handed, not even looking. Mind you, he shot the floor at, like, five yards out, so that was cool. And then he starts getting a little agitated with me, and it's, it's, that's not allowed in our range whatsoever. If you have any sort of attitude or aggression, we're not going to let you shoot. This is not the place to do it, you know? So it's up to our discretion for safety issues. You know, a lot of times we can't catch everything. So people that do come in our range, if you see something, let us know. You know, there's only so many of us in there and waiting through a sea of people. Everybody needs to be safe in there. And if somebody is being unsafe, we will have to remove them from the range because I'm not going to have everybody else's day ruined because they want to do something dumb like shooting my floor. I don't blame you there. It's a little sporty in there. You know, it gets a little sporty. You know, we'll have people come in there and they'll just be complaining about it. Like, you know, man, like, come back tomorrow, have a good time. But if you're not going to adhere to our rules, like, this is our range here. We want you to have a good time. But if you're going to be breaking our rules multiple times again and again, (laughs) you're unsafe. And we just, we don't need that in there. You know, we want to have everybody have a safe environment. So, especially on weekends right now, I mean, we have, you know, 30 people in the lobby waiting to shoot. 
and in the range it gets pretty crowded. So if people start transporting guns back and forth, flagging the entire lane with a shotgun, you know, it's like, ah, no, yeah. it's unacceptable, mm-hmm. and we will correct it right then and there. So, you know, we don't want to bust everybody's chance, but we mm-hmm. will in that sense. Well, when it comes and to safety, you have to. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and we want, we're want we going to have everybody have a good time, you know, and not going to be, like, jumping down people's throat and stuff. We'll, we come up to them, tackle them, be like, hey, you know, this is our rule, kind of broke it, let's adjust it. Or, you know, when people are shooting our ceilings and whatnot, I always go up to them like, hey, you shot the ceiling, let me help you adjust your grip, let me adjust your sight, let me adjust your stance, let's fix it so it doesn't keep happening, you know. Yeah. And most people are very, very receptive of it, which is good. There's some people that are just hard-headed and don't want to listen to it, and that's but we have to, you know, that's why we got verbal judo to kind of take care of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Offer to show them the door. Exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and when it comes to that time, we'll have some, you have some people that are just so belligerent. And it's just like, nah, man, like you're not shooting today. Right. I don't want to have to kick you up, but I'm going to because X, Y, and Z, and you're not adhering to our rules and you're just being a jerk about it. Like, absolutely not. You yeah. don't need to shoot here. So you got the you got the rental fleet. Is it all stocked up and ready to go? Almost. We have a lot of new stuff coming in. We got a couple. We got a VP9 coming in. A couple of new HKs. Uh, we're getting a Walther steel frame, so that one's going to be nice. Yeah, we got a bunch of excellent guns coming in. So mm-hmm. we got a couple of new rifles on there. We built a. We got an M16A2 clone that we put together. That's really fun. Excellent hit. Uh, a couple new shotguns out there. We put a new KSG because our old one was getting, you know, we did that that sale once two weekends ago, and we sold like 60-plus guns in a day. So the fleet got a little bit scarce for a little bit, but now we're bringing it right back up with all these new models. It's, it's great. You know, everybody's loving it. We're keeping – we're going to start going down to more, I guess, exotic rifles and whatnot. Because, you know, AR-15s and AR-15, we'll start putting more AOGs into the wars and cooler AKs and whatnot. So it's – it's keeping us busy, that's for sure. How many transactions, like, how many people do you, maybe you don't know this, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, how many people mm-hmm. a month would you estimate or, or visit the ranch? How many people actually come in and shoot? Ooh, so on a Saturday, like, today, so say on your weekend, Saturday, Sunday, which are our busiest ones, we'll have probably 300 to 400 people in wow. a day. Wow. Uh, Mondays will be pretty busy because that's where our, our rental special is on Tuesdays. Um, probably about 150 to 200 those days. So honestly, in a, a lot of them are members or people coming in multiple times. But yeah. gosh, in a week, you know, we'll probably have two, maybe 2,500 to 3,000 people in a week. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> That's and now that it's you know starting turning summer and whatnot, like yesterday, we had an entire bus show up and had 20 people roll out in there. You really? guys, you guys get that a lot, right? <laughs> you get, do you get? Uh, from what I understand, you get a lot of international tourists. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. That's actually one of the majority of the ones. Like, we'll have, you know, uh, the biggest demographic, I'd say, is a lot of China, um, some a lot of Ireland, the Irish. Uh, yeah, a lot of countries that aren't allowed guns. I was going to say, holidays, but not, aren't yeah, these people that are not allowed guns? Right? Exactly. You know, countries that aren't allowed guns, and they're like, you know what, I want to go shoot guns. Hey, that's what we're here for, you know. Mm. That's why we have that rental range, and we'll always stick RSOs on it to help them out. And for the majority, it's great. Sometimes there's a language barrier that we kind of have to deal with like i've gone to google translate to actually talk to people but it works you know and they always have a great time like our good friend joe from scotland yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. loved it 
Yeah, yeah Joe. It's, we, it's had a, a good time. we had a, an anthropology student who came and studied us for a year, <laughs> and we took him to Front Sight, and Gina had him uh, uh, packing a Glock the whole time, and he actually uh, graduated, uh, distinguished from yeah, uh, Front Sight. First, first try. Time. First awesome. try. One of my best students ever. I'll be darned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what's good about them, because a lot of times they're very easy to mold, because they don't yes. touch them. Yeah. So they don't have any bad habits, and I don't have to break any bad habits for them. I just <laughs> teach them right off the bat, and they're good. Cool. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks a lot. We'll get everybody to come on out, see if get you busy again this afternoon. Go do some Absolutely. shooting. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good day. All right, buddy. That have was Gun Sports Radio or Gun Range San Diego. Go to the Gun Range San Diego. They've got special programs going on, training. You can join their club, which gives you tons of benefits. Just check them out, and that's The Gun Range, San Diego. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to stump my nephew, Sam the Gunman, right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. Hey, folks, do you or any of your family member keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapons for personal protection? Well, what would you do if you got arrested, got thrown in jail? Do you know how to get out? Well, let me tell you what, for less than $10 a month, I got people. Firearms Legal Protection. They will become your people. They'll take care of you like family, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That's firearmslegal.com, firearmslegal.com. Or you can call them direct at 844-357-9400, 844-357-9400, firearmslegal.com. Make sure you sign up and protect yourself and your family. All righty, now we've got... Uh, Sam, the gunman, on the line. And Sam, I think he's going to be a little easier on you today. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. It's a good question, but I got to tell you, you know, Gina's in the studio here and talk uh, about a firearms expert. So, oh, man. I know. One <laughs> expert against another. This ought to be fun. All right. Rebecca from San Marcos writes in, and she wants to know. Uh, uh, is an AR-15 the only semi-automatic rifle with a forward assist? Um, Rebecca from San Marcos, was that? Yes. Um, that's a really interesting question, and it's sort of, to answer that, you have to define what a forward assist is, um, <laughs> and you have to understand what it does. So for, for those of you who don't know, um, for those of you who use in-spec ammunition and never have jams because it's a good design, um, the forward assist is the little thing sticking out diagonally from the side of your upper receiver. And if the bolt doesn't go into battery, you push on that and it pushes it into battery. Um, so the uh, it, it was added famously after um, the, the rifle was having some issues in Vietnam through a combination of um, corrosion inside the barrel and bore, uh, in, inside the, the barrel and chamber, um, and from the ammunition not being the right, uh, not, not using the right powder. 
but um, some. It, it, so it wasn't originally designed with a forward assist. Eugene Stoner did not put a forward assist on the AR-10 or AR-15 originally. Um, no, and after it was at, well, it was being added. He was um, strongly opposed to it, and um, he. He never really liked the idea of the forward assist because he saw it as largely unnecessary, as did the Air Force, which adopted the M-16 before the other services. Theirs didn't have them. Anyway, um, the the AR-15 has a, has a forward assist, obviously. Um, some HK designs have them, like uh, H&K was working on a rifle that they wanted a bunch of NATO countries to adopt. It was based on the HK-33, and it had a forward assist because they thought that was something potential customers might want. Um, the PSG-1 actually has a forward assist, sort of, but it's not for pushing the bolt into battery in case of malfunctions. It's They call it a silent bolt-closing device. Um, and uh, not, not a lot of other rifles have it that I can think of or that I know of, but um, any rifle with a reciprocating charging handle effectively has one because you can force the bolt into battery with the charging handle. So like an AK and M1, um, those, those types of things, because they have reciprocating charging handles, they don't really need a dedicated forward assist. I, I want so you to know an AR-15 doesn't either. I want you to know Gina is sitting here vigorously jumping up and down. Yeah, shaking her head yes in agreement. I've never seen her agree with somebody this much ever. Ever. So <laughs> you must have gotten that. You just knocked it out of the park as Gina, usual. You, how did he do there, Gina? Oh, I did really well. Um, I, I, it was funny because I was just looking at something like this uh, a couple, oh, about a month ago, and uh, and. The company asked me the same question, and I went to the you know the M1, the M14, all the ones that you know you said have the reciprocating uh, bolts, you know charging handle. You know basically that's one of the reasons why they have a real nice smooth side on it, so you can smack them with your palm if you need it to go into battery. Um, I uh, the I saw the I didn't remember you do what much better with the numbers of the guns. I just <laughs> kind of remember what they are um, and. Uh, I do remember the HK coming out. Uh, there was also an attempt, if I remember correctly, to put a uh, something uh, like a forward assist on the uh, the P uh, the P ninety the PS ninety from um, FN too. It was they, at one point in time they had a thing that kind of interlocked the the bolt handle thing to try to because it's a purely a bolt blowback gun, and when it gets grungy, it kind of gets a little sticky. So. But well, I you did good, kid. You did. You did <laughs> oh, he, he's amazing. So, Gina, you're a competitive shooter as well. Yep. And you're well familiar with uh, with with the AR pattern uh, rifles. One of my favorites. One of your favorites. Um, I other than you know doing a, a chamber check after you load it, you do a chamber check and a mag check, and you hit that forward assist a couple times. Have you ever had to use a forward assist? Negative. No, I. And, and I purposely run my guns until they're really dirty. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest reasons for that, um, like. Uh, Sam said is that the in Vietnam the guys did a horrible job of maintaining their guns. They let them get rusty, they let them get scungy, and the worst thing was is the ammo that they were using right off the bat deposited carbon like crazy in the top of the um, the upper receiver. So you literally just had to pound it together because it would it would blow all the junk down into the bolt. Uh, mm. recesses and and the inside of the bolt would get all crusty because remember it blows gas into the bolt too so 
Well, yeah, what, a, what a horrible environment, too. I, yeah, mean, well, I was like just going to say, the environment's not all that good <laughs> yeah. over there either. It was like, how many things did you do bad, you know, and right. line them up in a row? I mean, it's kind of like taking, you know, M1 tanks to the desert. You know? I was but, just going to say, that's like taking <laughs> How many fil- air filters you need to put on a, you know, or, a sand? Or how many sink in the sand? I yeah. mean, they're 54 ton. I got to uh, tell 78 you. 78 tons. If there's <laughs> some, some bad guys listening right now, could we, could, could we like, to start the next work, could we pick like a nice temperate climate that's not too hard, <laughs> yeah. not too cold, not too wet? Yeah. I mean, nobody, yeah, it's funny. Nobody seems to want to fight over the nice climate. Yeah, room like, service. The Bahamas, maybe, or yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. People like to fight over the worst possible climate so, there are. So, Sam, how do you, tell me a little bit more about uh, uh, Eugene Stoner and what was, what was said, or what do you know thing. about what he said uh, about uh, resisting a forward uh, assist? Well, first of all, um, I, w- I would like to make the point that uh, reliability and robustness in uh, in the design of a combat rifle isn't how well it performs when you're just taking it to the range and cleaning it after every rounds yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's how well it performs when it's gunky and dirty and there's sand blowing around you and all kinds of stuff like that. That's when reliability is important. Absolutely. But, um, you, uh, Eugene Stoner didn't put the charging, didn't put a forward assist on the original design, as I said, because he felt it was unnecessary. And, um, well, really, apart from what I've already said, I don't, uh, I don't know any more details. Sure, but, but he, but basically, they said, all right, well, we're going to put this forward assist on, and he said, no, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Well, it it almost sounds like he was a little offended by what are you doing to my design? Why would you even suggest it? Well, because forward? he didn't suggest it, and it's his design. Yeah. So, let, Sam, let me ask you a question, just a simple question. Out of all the military weapons, hand weapons that have been issued to the military. Which has been the most reliable and the most dependable and solid as a rock? Well, it depends on how you define reliability. Some designs and some design elements tend to work very well in some adverse conditions, but uh, like to choke in others, and um, some are the opposite. So like the the AR-15 has a very well-sealed action, so it doesn't... it, it. is extremely resistant to getting grit and stuff inside it. Um, but once the stuff gets inside it, it, uh, like dust tends to collect in the locking recesses in the barrel extension and in the trigger group and, um, gums everything up when it mixes with lubricant. Mm. Um, so if, if you keep the dust cover closed and you, uh, you know, you take proper care to ensure stuff doesn't get inside it, then it'll work just fine. Um, conversely, like the um, the AK and the M1, which have basically the same gas system, um, they're not very well sealed designs, so they do tend to get a lot of grit inside them, but um, they tend to operate very well in extremely cold conditions. There are anecdotal reports of guys in Korea who had run their M1s completely dry, no lubricant, because uh, the lubricant would gum up at those low temperatures, and they worked yep. absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is, I've had there are and there are certain lubricants that work uh, better than others. Like, yeah, I've had frog lube gum up and gobbling. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, it's Pennzoil. <laughs> oh, wrong show. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, I've had yeah, frog, well, frog boob come up in very, San very... Diego County or what, 50s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's ugly out here, dude. It'll dip down into the 50s and everything goes to hell. You know? I guarantee you, when you come out for gun prom, I challenge you to go buy a parka. <laughs> I challenge you. We don't even sell them in this town. <laughs> I, it's ridiculous. Just it really them. is. But I love every minute. Right. That's why we all live here. That's right. And that's why we're fighting for gun that's laws. That's right. So we're not leaving. So we don't have to leave. We're not leaving. We're staying I don't and have fighting. To, I don't have to go pull up a couch in uh, Sam's uh, living room. And that's right. Live there. <laughs> that's right. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a million for calling in. It's a blast, as always. Thanks so much for having me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep those questions coming. You got it, buddy. We're going to get you one of these days. Nice talking to you, Sam. All right. Hey, folks, before we hit the road, we want to thank the San Diego County gun owners for all their support. Go to SanDiegoCountyGunOwners.com. Throw a $10 bill at him once a month. You'll make him grin for an hour. <laughs> the TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. CAFirearmsLaw.com. That's Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance. FirearmsLegal.com. Protect yourself. And Cali Key, protect your AR. That's CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. And we want to thank Hannah for all her support, the button pusher of 2019, right here on FM 1170. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.